Hello, everybody. Uh, I guess before we start today's show, uh, just a quick announcement. Um, right now, we're going to put the Far Out podcast on ice. Uh, I believe we'll be back, what is it today, June 1st? We'll be back probably in uh, about two and a half to three weeks, just taking a small break because I'm going to be out of town for a while. And uh, we're going to have some time to just, you know, rewrite some stuff and, you know, get the show going fresh because it feels like we're starting uh, what would be our third year uh, as a show. So it's just a little time to take a little summer break. Uh, I'm going to be hanging out in the sunshine, having a couple of Coronas and relaxing for a bit. But then we're going to get right back to it just like we did last year with more good times and more good ideas. Um, I think everybody who's listened to the show from the beginning or if you just picked it up recently, uh, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to us. And... Um, Today's show is going to be the greatest hits, the best clips of the show from the 50th show to the 100th show because we already did 1 through 50 a year ago, so we're going to do 50 through 100, and uh, I pulled out some great clips, some fun stuff, so I hope you enjoy the show. Ah, shit. Min, how the hell did you get on the show? I thought we killed you back in episode 84. I am a time traveler who came back from the future. Now, Min, how the hell did you come back from the future? That would mean that you made it to the future, which clearly didn't happen because Buck killed you in this garage like 30 episodes ago. He, like, hit you with a shovel. Do you really think the audience is going to buy the fact that you're the cousin of men? Like, couldn't you come up with a more creative way to try to shoehorn yourself into the Greatest Hits episode? I know, I know, into a million atomic particles. I, I'm not sure whether you made it to the greatest hits episode, Min. I, I know, I know the listeners. The listeners hate you. All right, Min. Well, let's let's just get on with the show, and we'll see if you're on it. Roll the tape. And now it's time to get far out with Todd Perry, Buck Perez. Elliot Dagan. Oscar Toledo. Casey Gullickson. Kira Hesser. Mark Chambers. And me, John Salwin. Kira had a little news story she wanted to run by everybody. This might sound familiar to Wait. those of you that read. No, no. <laughs> the news. The real news. This one's under the headline, World. Nope, sorry. Picks and Posts. That's what this is under. 
one of the most important reasons to keep your car windows up in L.A. When driving down Florence and Normandy, be wary of a man in a green suit and a purple bow tie sitting on what looks like an old leather trumpet case. Now, to be fair, if I'm drawing, driving down Florence and Normandy... You're going the, fast. The flashpoint of the <laughs> L.A. riots. I'm, Todd's, Todd's speeding through that area pretty quick. I'm just trying to think. Where's Florence? I know Normandy. Oof. Where's, Oof. Florence oh. is... Uh, Rough? It's like the middle. If like if you were to take South Central Los Angeles and kind of pinpoint it, if you were to drop a little Google Maps right there, and like if you were to do some kind of rating where it's like hood or not hood, yeah. this would be as hood as it gets in oh, LA. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Take the one ten. I was gonna say, is this around me? I live right by Normandy. Nope. Take okay, the one ten. Exit Florence. Go left. Gotcha. It's an exit. Okay. Anyway, leather trumpet case. He usually sits at the southeast corner. When you pull up, if you pull up, with your windows down. He'll come up to your car, pull his pants down, put his butt in your car through this. What? <laughs> put his butt in your car through your side window oh. and take a dump in your car. What if your passenger seat? Hold like on. This, person... g- this goes on to explain. Oh. I take the same street to work every day. Jake's enjoying this. Yeah. I, t- I think <laughs> the corner of my eye looks like it. Jake Connolly sitting he, in with the crowd today, I, having I, a good time. Yeah. I think he's the guy. Drawing, thinking about El Dumbo. He may well be. I take the same street to work every day for the last seven years. I've seen this guy who I call El Dumbo Fiasco do it about four <laughs> times a year. Oh, so this isn't like an everyday thing. Well, to be fair, if you're driving through an, an, an intersection <laughs> every day and you've only seen it four times, chances are you're hitting the yeah. intersection about once every couple of days. You might do it Plus, later in the day. You're right. Whenever, whenever someone deuces. How many times can one take a shit in one day? I mean, is he doing this in every car once a day? Or like, what is the story when, here? Whenever someone deuces in my car, it's a fucking landmark. I want to know, what is he me, eating? <laughs> that is fucking the day I never forget, man. <laughs> I've never had anybody. I've had people puke in my cars. Never uh, deuces. My wife on our third date yacked in my car. Ooh. Really? She, she was drunk. Yes, she got drunk off of three MGDs and yacked in my what? front seat. What kind of a crazy lightweight gets drunk off of three MGDs? God bless her. God wow, bless her. you nice cheap date for life. That's amazing. And there were three dollar beers too. <laughs> but I got nobody's to, ever thrown up in my car. I've had somebody bleed in my car. What? what how, wait, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, this was a period that bled one. all the way. Wait, some wait. So some girl. <laughs> Buck wants to not listen to it, but Todd wants some to girl. hear it. Yeah. Wait, just mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah, I know we got this good story going on here, but just elaborate slightly about how some because I've had a lot of females in my car, and uh-huh. I've never once thought to put down like a mattress protector <laughs> for bed bugs. Well, you're not supposed to think about it. I think this was some. I had uh, a couple people in the car, and um, one of these women were like slightly older and uh she oh. had <laughs> her period heavily and she, she didn't know that happens to some women that's why some women have to get their um have to get uh their uterus removed so that they don't have crazy periods well this is like one of those i didn't know oh. i was pregnant and it's like i didn't know i was menstruating <laughs> <laughs> yeah that happens but like, oh, all of a sudden you guys have no idea this is like something you have no, no idea no, about no, having no. to deal no with this concept i want to know <laughs> Yeah, I have no concept of this. And oh, I good. Like this turned into Judy Bloomauer. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can teach you all something. No. I figured. <laughs> Buck, no. listen to me. I if you're ever going to be with a woman, you Kira, need to I'm know. Not at, I will not listen or look at you at this point. Buck, what is the deal? I'm looking at everyone. You can't have loose. a long-term girlfriend if you don't. If you're not comfortable <laughs> no, no, talking about but, period. But seriously, I've had a long-term girlfriend, and she never uh, had her period on my <laughs> seat of my car. <laughs> as far as you're concerned, she, she never had her period. No, no, she, not on the seat. She did, but not on the seat. She was clean about it. That's all I'm saying. You got 80, you got 80 year olds in your car thing. having this periods. I don't know what's happening. I don't no, want to No, she was not 80. Are you kidding me? 
Yes. <laughs> was she mad at you? I used to wear those hats, the blossom hats. Mm. No, she wasn't mad at me. It wasn't intentional. Listen, <laughs> it's not the kind of that. thing where you know it's going to come. Did you Ever. call her a bitch? Did you be like, you're never getting in my car again? No, I felt bad. Women have empathy. Ooh. This is different. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I'd blame her. If like Buck perioded all over my car, I would make an, a mental note of the date and make sure that 28 days from then, Buck was not in my car. <laughs> <laughs> and if he was, I'd put a Just trash bag out. down. Yeah, yeah, guys would keep track of their periods. Girls don't at all. Oh, it's man. Whenever. Who knows? Doesn't have something to do with the tides and the moon. No. 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 This isn't voodoo. I know a lot, all right? I know a lot. I know a lot. Yeah, it does have to... Usually, anyway. if the moon is full, it's a heavy flow day. That's how I let's, look at it. Let's get back to pooping. Okay, right. so there's I don't a know. I kind of want to turn this into Judy Bloom. No, no. Podcast. No, dumping. Yeah, let's, let's finish our story, Kira. Let's, let's okay. dumpo. Whatever the guy's name was. I once saw him <laughs> take a dump in this lady's Escalade. He had to step on the side... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is this is just getting good. Come on. He had to step on the side steps of the SUV, nice. so he had to climb a ladder to take this shit. It was a monster dump. What, who wrote this? <laughs> who wrote this article? It was a monster dump. I could see it from behind the Escalade. It came out looking like a burned sausage. Uh, I can't believe I'm reading this. Wow. The lady got so pissed she jumped out of her Escalade and attacked the guy. What? Yeah. The guy ran off yelling something response. like. So. Stay up, Cain. It was crazy. So, so he got biblical with his dumping. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, weird thing is, he always targets white cars. Just make sure to put your windows up if you see the guy in a green suit and purple bow tie. Nice. <laughs> he wears a bow tie when he shits. That's, you didn't well, hear that? Yeah. At least he was doing it classy. He's doing it for the Nation of Islam. That's what he's doing it for. <laughs> <laughs> Nation of Islam does not wear purple bow ties. <laughs> enjoy this Enjoy this bean pie. I'm about to lay in your back seat. <laughs> it's from Farrakhan, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> This year's Oktoberfest is boldly going where it's never gone before. It's Spocktoberfest! Beam up your family and friends for an evening of good times with an Oompa band straight out of the neutral zone. Enjoy Green Girls and Lederhosen, and Steins full of Romulan Ale. You'll drink till you lose your Vulcan mind. Don't miss out, you'll grok Spocktoberfest! Spocktoberfest runs Stardate October 27th till the 31st at the scenic Snug Harbor in beautiful downtown Lakewood. Reserve your VIP tickets for a special meet and greet with guest Will Wheaton. Live long and prosper. Um, oh, Buck needs a beer. Gracias. Um, well, you know, for, for my New Year's resolution, I was, um, I was at Ralph's the other day, and I thought that this... 20, uh, 2012 is maybe going to be the year. You're going to join the Ralph's Club? Well, no, I am a... Oh, I... Don't get me started. Sorry. Don't get me started. I have... Not a I was thinking the other day about doing a whole bit about my, my anger that you have to become a member of everything these days. <laughs> like, I went to a movie theater the other day and they're like, 
Would you like to join the uh, like the AMC Stubbs? Stubbs, yeah. Stubbs, Stubbs are yeah. they're fucking annoying as fuck, man. <laughs> they will make you join that shit. I'm a member now. Dude, you remember Stubbs? Dude, they fucking hassled me into it. Now you'll remember every movie you've ever been to. Oh, it's all thanks to Stubbs. <laughs> well, because of Stubbs, it, it, the chick made me do it, dude. She made me. It took me 25 minutes to buy a ticket to War Horse. Right. I know <laughs> exactly, dude. Are you sure? Yeah. Because your popcorn will be free. The, the do woman- you want more Stubbs? The woman goes. The woman goes. Do you want to join Stubbs? And, and she starts getting into it. I go. I heard the other guy on a fucking microphone right yeah. next to you. Like, give the whole spiel. I'm out. And they charge you six bucks to save ten bucks every month. Mm. I don't know. I don't go to that many movies. I'm not a millionaire. I can't go buy hundred dollars worth oh, of movie well, tickets a, the, a month. Their thinking is that you're weak willed. They get you into Stubbs. Now they're getting you into more movies, so you don't feel bad about being a member of Stubbs. Yes. So, so you're, you're not losing that membership fee every month. I'm just trying to keep up with my Stubbs membership and not, and not, go, <laughs> not go to the Edwards Cinema yeah. right next to it with digital projections. So your goal is to, to not be a slave to your Stubbs membership, to yes. make it be a slave to you. It's a, there you go. It's a rough existence. So I just opted out. And then I went to buy some popcorn, and it's like, and they well, ask you too, yeah. Yeah, and they hit me up there, right, and right. I was like, this is not American Airlines. I'm not a frequent, <laughs> this is a fucking movie theater. There's nothing special about coming here versus the other ones. But what do you do more, Todd? Fly American or see movies at AMC? There you go. I probably fly planes. Oh, okay, every, okay. Yeah. It's about the same price. And I'm sorry, you saw War Horse? Yeah. By yourself? No, I saw it with my wife. Oh, Jesus. Tackling that in show two, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. And, um, well, my thought was I was at Ralph's the other day, and yes, I am a member, and I was <laughs> thinking... Since, since 1984. Say, well, it's been a while. I, I have a, the, the phone number of my Ralph's card membership. It's, it's is like one, an old ass one. Yeah, exactly. Same with me. The poor guy who has my 562 Long Beach number from 2001 wow. is like every time he goes to Ralph's, it's like he's shut out. He shut out of the Ralph's club. <laughs> he has to give his work phone number. He's like, where do I work again? Yeah. And he's like, uh, so my my thought was I was I was over at the Ralph's the other day and I thought that this should be the year that I start working on my line of signature salad dressings. Okay, because like I, you know, Paul Newman. If you look, <laughs> they have like him. five different types. He's moved into like the the marinara sauce, and there's yeah. a picture of the same photo of Paul Newman, but he's like he's got like a clown's hat on. It's like the Saccharoni. Like may, may he rest in peace. Oh. Pour one out, Long Beach Airport. Yeah, exactly. oh yeah, we're just. Moment but, of silence for Paul. But I, I love salad dressing. And I realized this because the other day um, I was ordering a salad and they're like, well, what kind of dressing would you like? And I thought, I kind of like all of them. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an open book when it comes to salad dressings. And I thought that. You said surprise me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surprise me, motherfucker. It's they didn't, they yeah. didn't put any on. That, that is a bold move. I'm going to try that. Yeah. <laughs> surprise <laughs> me. But then again, I don't want to do that in my old work. Yeah, they might surprise you. <laughs> Go there and be like, yeah. Why did it take 45 minutes to get this salad? Well, all the guys jacked off before exactly. they came to work. Exactly. So. Yeah, just so say it anything. Took, took a minute. Anything but the Caesar. <laughs> if it's a balsamic reduction, you're going to know immediately what happened. <laughs> but I figure I'd like to have my face on the front of a salad dressing mm-hmm. and then just for like the Caesar dressing, me with like a, a crown of thorns. Okay. Or maybe that's the Christ dressing. That's Wait, the maybe, Christ uh, dressing. The, okay. the Caesar one, maybe uh, the crown of leaves. There you go. And then, like, the Thousand Island, have, like, a Gilligan's hat on. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> oh, so you're goofy. You're having fun with it. You've I'm actually, like, thought this out. Yeah. And it all goes to charity. <laughs> That's what happens. So, but the well. charity's in an offshore... It's really just your bank account, right? Yeah. It, okay. It's, it's buying yacht fuel. 
Yeah, wherever yeah. <laughs> Tyco is doing business these days is where I'm making my money yeah. off of salad dressing. Yeah. Right. But uh, I thought that this would be a good thing, and I thought uh, I, I like all salad dressing, so it's not like I could be really like, oh, well, I'm not going to make a Catalina. Of course I'm going to make a fucking Catalina. It's going to be great. And everybody likes salad dressing. No one ever goes, fuck salad dressing. <laughs> Let me ask a question. Mm. Do you think that Newman's own salad dressing was born out of Paul Newman's intense love of salad dressing? Yes. And then he personally chose or chose not to put out a particular salad dressing based on his personal tastes? I think so. I'd like to live in that world where that's true. (laughs) That's the world I live in. I want to live in Todd's idealistic salad dressing personal preference world. This October, they'll have to pry the beer out of your cold, dead hands, because it's Glocktoberfest at beautiful Snug Harbor in downtown Lakewood. Come join us in this celebration of the globe's most beloved handgun brand. Reserve your tickets now for a special meet and greet with guest Will Wheaton. All right, well, this oh, because we're, really we're, we're sharing the cup. Okay, yeah. great. Here we go. Right, final drink. Casey's gonna spit. He's spitting this one. He's gonna <laughs> spit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody uh, is driving to work right now and heard that. It was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> uh, that one, I'm with Todd. That tasted so much like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Like watermelon Jolly Rancher. That other one that tasted like watermelon, those people suck. They should yeah. all quit their jobs because yeah. this this one, they nailed it. Clearly the the best. Too many white people together breeds a meth problem. Hmm. What we, we, here's what we can do. We're not going to accept your meth problem. But what we're going to do is maybe we can take a bus full of minorities and hipsters. And then you, we, we can start changing your problems to probably, I would rather be in a multi-ethnic fucked up culture than a just singular ethnic Yeah problem, you know? Yeah. Like if it was like the crack epidemic in LA in the late 80s, over by the Coliseum, and it was ruining my attempts to see a Raider game. Um, that was a problem because it was a singular ethnic. I feel like this is turning into a sports podcast now. Could be, could be. <laughs> well, or you know, but and then all white people together, all poor white people together, is a problem. So what we can do is maybe we can dilute the whiteness. No, I think that becomes dangerously close to a. Uh concentration camp outreach type oh, situation where just ship people out <laughs> that's yeah. your solution only if it's on it it's my final solution <laughs> final solution I was just gonna say that good call Todd what's Todd's that? final what is that? solution what are you quoting oh jeez um, I never know your class. references oh my god oh that's geeky isn't it yes. it's the holocaust <laughs> <laughs> not that obscure that, yeah. I'm not working nothing, nothing no one's heard of before if I went Armenian genocide I might be like working a little obscure maybe working Wait, a little hipster I but. thought you said no I thought you said the hollow quest yeah. I, I thought you said like the name of a video I game I swear did you take ecstasy before this show <laughs> you were good the first two and then something happened the Hollow Quest sounds like something that someone didn't quite achieve. Like, if Hitler would have fucked up, it would have been yeah. the Hollow Quest. Yeah, well, he there did. you go. He did. Ancient Viking. Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Fuck it. That was a hollow wish. Forget it. Fuck it. We'll just invade, invade Poland anyway. <laughs> there is nothing more depraved than watching Muppet porn. Fuzzy. Oh, but uh, yeah, so that, that's why. Have you guys ever uh, seen an inappropriate costume at any point, or I went to a party in an inappropriate costume? I just remember uh, there's a 
big image that I can never get out of my head of at a high school party. Some poor lonely gentleman, I won't mention his name, but he actually came dressed in like not no costume, but he had clown makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just looked stupid. Like it's kind of it's still he, was, creepy. he was one of my brothers uh or I'm sorry, one of my friend's little brother. So he was like two years younger than us and he was partying, you know, with us and Yeah. Um at one point the kid got kind of jacked up, you know? <laughs> and uh I just remember seeing this clown sitting oh. sitting down, just just oh. not happy looking, you know, there was a smile here, but there oh. wasn't a smile on his face. Oh, and I just man. remember looking at him and going, He's about to puke. And seriously he, it was not just vo- uh vomit but it was projectile like it, it seriously was like ah! like, <laughs> like it went spaces yeah so nasty projectile I, clown vomit yeah that is, that's, that's, that's creepy that's creepy so yeah that's an image i can't get out of my head the barfing <laughs> molester <laughs> i'm not saying this purple person molesting anyone they just puked just, a clown Todd really jumped the gun on the molesting <laughs> Sorry. comment there one to the next all clowns touch people <laughs> like, i'm just saying oi Stay out of my poop, Magneto. You've been warned. Yeah. And now it's time for the Far Out News, bringing you all the in-depth research of a Google search. Zoophilia comes from the Greek words for animal and friendship or love. Animal love. Now an American man has written a book about it, a first-hand account. We all love dolphins from Flipper to Oppo. <laughs> I think yes, it's Oppo. Do. It's either Oppo or Oppo. I don't know what, uh, who that is. I've never heard of Oppo. All right. From, we'll just say uh, like Flipper. They are a friendly face to the human race. But Malcolm Brenner had a friendly relationship, uh, friendlier relationship <laughs> than most. In 1970, the photographer embarked on a nine-month sexual relationship with Ruby... A captive female dolphin. In the seventies, he did this. He has now written a book Mm. about the experiences called "Wet Goddess." Oh, that's the name of the. I'm thinking the pubic hair on the dolphin in the seventies was much greater. (laughs) (laughs) Bush, huge dolphin. Huge huge bush, bush. huge dolphin bush. So that's it. Is there any anything else? Um, there's a little bit of uh, back and forth between the interview. I mean, there was just uh, the interview. Interviewed, they interviewed the guy. All right. So this guy. Okay. Is there any point in the interview? Just skim it real fast. You don't need to read it. Is there any point because people sometimes in these types of news stories, where it's like man had sex with the dolphin for a long time, but they don't explain how he had sex with the dolphin. Yeah. Like how? Like there's. Like that was the dolphin giving him a little bit of flipper. Here we go. Uh, the, the, they asked him how did this whole thing start. He said she began by raking her teeth lightly against my arms and legs, which was indescribably erotic. Wow. <laughs> Some might find it frightening. I found it erotic. Uh, and then they said, uh, now in your book you talk about how that led you to have to how that led on to you having uh, sex. A lot of people will describe that's wrong. What's right in your mind about what you did? Well, uh, what was right with it is that the dolphin initiated the whole sexual thing. <laughs> hey there, sailor. <laughs> As I mentioned, see what she was in isolation. Yeah. She, she, she'd be using me to satisfy her sexual needs. Wow. The relationship lasted nine months. When Mr. Brenner went to college, Ruby passed away. Oh. Possibly due to a broken heart. Mm. Wow. 
Uh, I'd, I'd warn anyone who's in a relationship with a dolphin, you have to plan an exit strategy, <laughs> says Mr. Brenner. Mr. Brenner believes that around 15% of the world's population has had sexual contact with why an would animal. Think, why would he think that? 15%? I think that like, seems like a really high number, and I think it's just him. He's like, I did it. Putting put numbers out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was going by the old uh, thought that you can't get pregnant in the pool. All right. So is that what the future holds? What What are you going to be? What do you mean? What the future? Holds? What the future holds? Well, are you it, doing your own show? What's going no. on? No. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't want to force an announcement out of you, but I <laughs> well, did no hear plans yet. Something about John Sowen, life coach. Oh, where did that, you hear that? I think that's something that may or may not be in development, but I don't think anything's been announced yet. Well, let, let's say this. John, uh, a couple times, has gone on the air in some smaller markets and has been testing out kind of, I guess they call it demoing a show, and it's called John Sowen Life Coach. And essentially, John, uh, he takes calls, and basically, you don't really do much of anything but just sit there and give advice. Right. You're like David Viscott. Hmm. If anybody knows David Viscott. No, no. Uh, he was the guy that would be like on... Uh, on nights at like NBC, be like a call-in psychologist. People would call in. One time, somebody called in, and there's this kid who was like, "I really don't like these kids. I really don't like these kids that are picking on me." Propofol. No, yeah, he's exactly. like, "I really don't like these kids that are picking on me." And he goes, "I want you to take their picture. I want you to put it in the toilet, and I want you to make on it and then flush it. <laughs> nice. That'll make you feel good." And I was like. Wow, that advice just stuck with me. So, John, you give out advice on this show, and you've you've brought over a couple of clips, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I didn't bring them over. I don't know where you got them. Uh, look at this. Uh, yeah, I'm still connected. I still have many connections in the radio industry. Oh, Lord. But, uh, yeah, okay. So, I have some clips here. So, we're going to play the first clip. We've got somebody calling in to John Sowen, Life Coach. Let's hear how it goes. Oh, well, I do have another question for you. Actually, I have, let's see, I have over 100 questions. Oh. Okay, um, other question now. Hmm. Mm, how can I get better organized? Oh, it's a tough problem. Uh, maybe you should just kill yourself. Interesting advice, John. It's solid. Yeah. It's t- timely advice, yes. Do you think that this person was ready for suicide? Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you heard the advice that I give before? I mean, I mean, I stand by my advice. Okay. Have you ever personally contemplated taking your own life? <laughs> like, do you have a cyanide pill currently in your gum, and that at any moment you'd be like, "I'm out of this." Yes, of course. All right. Well, we wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Let's listen to another clip here. I need your opinion. Oh. If a monogamous couple were beginning to open up their relationship, wouldn't they be better off opening the relationship up to close friends or even family? Oh, that's rough. My thinking is that close friends and family would be equally concerned with the well-being of both partners, not just the one they were having sex with. I would be much more comfortable with my girlfriend, my brother, or even my best friend, both of whom I trust completely, rather than a stranger who doesn't give a shit about me and may only consider her a sexual opportunity. (sighs) I have asked this question to many people over the last few years, all of whom have disagreed with me. I'd like to know your opinion and the opinion of your listeners. Yeah, uh, definitely. You definitely need to kill yourself. Oh, wow. Okay, so it, did it just so happen you dispensed the same advice twice? Is it There was no other nuances you could have taken apart? It sounded and, similar. Look, it's appropriate to the situation. Now, what would... Okay, let's say Buck. 
No, is sure. there anything you're going through right now in your life that maybe you could ask John for advice about? Maybe, maybe, <clears throat> maybe given a different question or whatever, John can come up with life-changing advice. If you're going to be giving advice, I'm sure you're going to really make an impact on this world, John. Got a real bad, embarrassing case of athlete's foot. Really? That's what's going on. Um, That's hmm. what's going on here. Personal. It's very personal. That is rough. Uh, it's like maybe, a fungi on my foot. Maybe you should think about killing yourself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, just that quick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had a thought of that Look, today. It's, yes. it's a universal I thought, solution. I thought tenactin. But, well, uh, you could do that if no, you wanted to. It I ain't guess. tough acting. Yeah. It's uh, the suicide solution, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's go to one last clip. Just to see, because this person seems like they have much more of a dynamic problem. I'm not really, I don't really know what, like, atheists believe. Like, what, what, do, you, what do you think happens when you die? Do you just, is it like going to sleep? Or, I mean, if I came and killed you right now, would you be terrified or would you not care? Wow. Um, have you thought about killing yourself? What, what, what would happen if, if I came and killed you right now? I mean. Oh, God. Kill yourself. And lo, Jesus was giving his sermon on the mount to the starving masses. And they said to him, Jesus, we're hungry. And Jesus spoke to his twelve disciples and asked them to feed the multitudes. But they said, All we have is five loaves and a couple of fish. So Jesus passed out the loaves and fish to the many, many people that had come to see him speak, and all the little children too. And then he said, the most loving thing you could do is to share your bread. Zoe Deschanel. Ooh. I was watching the other day uh, the show, her show, The New Girl or whatever, mm. and I wasn't sure whether I wanted to mount Zoe Deschanel, mm. grab on for dear life, throw some fairy wings on the bitch, and ride <laughs> her home. Mm. You know, just like four furlongs of pure sexual pleasure or whether I was like if I sat next to her at a party I'd be like man you're trying way too hard because I think that there's a part of her that's like this I'm this smart goofy nerdy girl and she's trying way too hard I feel like a corporation got together and they tried to figure out somebody to sell exactly to me and a 34 year old ex-hipster male who now lives in the suburbs and is paying a goddamn mortgage they wanted to throw out Zoe Deschanel as every girl I dated when I was 25 24 23 at some shit coke bar in Long Beach Zoe Deschanel with the bangs the whole bit like a a low-end Jenny Lewis now now she is being like pimped to the ump degree right now oh yeah because uh I think I was in the local, you know, bar bar Stucks place, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, they have a CD of her right there. She's she like, and some him. Kind of, yeah, what the hell is that? By the way, as we said before on the show, the biggest place to pick up a disease in the world is touching Just that first up Starbucks, one. That first Starbucks <laughs> CD, right? By, everybody's picked that up while they're waiting for the caramel macchiato. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, and then put it right back. Yeah, she, put and it right back. she and him Christmas. No one is bought yeah, she and him Christmas. Yeah. It was it was like Charlie Brown Christmas and then Zoe Deschanel. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really weird. And like I was I was I was in complete camp ruined Zoe, and then I watched she put out a New Year's Eve, um little video of her and the dude with cancer from 5050. The guy was on 30 Rock. Jesus, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Who's also the male version of fucking Joy, Zoe Deschanel. My wife loves this guy. Well, they were in a movie together. 500 Days of Summer. Yes. Which I liked. Yes. 
which I like begrudgingly like because it was so just. But you think things that are are shown as alternative or hipster are truly alternative and no, no, it's 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 reached the point where it's just mainstream. That was hipster mainstream. Yes, yes. If that movie came out four years before that, then it would have been not mainstream. It would have been an like indie when film. Nick and Nora came. Yes, and we both like Nick and yes, Norris. Oh, yes, no, yes, no. yes, See, I, yes. I don't like any of that shit. I, I don't, I'm not into any of those movies. I think uh, I think they're all kind of in that. What's that one about the grunge era? What was that shit that came uh, it's out? It's like singles. Singles. Remember, remember when that shit came out? Yeah. Remember when that shit came out? And that was kind of bullshit about that. But they, they they were kind of playing to our older brothers and sisters. <laughs> I I went and saw it with my older brother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is real talk. This real is real talk. Real talk. Real talk, motherfucker. So. Given everything that everybody knows about Zoe Deschanel, yes. should I write her off as poison? Someone sent by the Jew. Oh, sorry. Someone sent. <laughs> <I don't- laughs> no judgment. No yeah, judgment. The- no judgment. He almost just Mark, you get cliff. it. You get what real talk's yep, about. Yep. Do it you know up. who else got real talk? Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Tommy Matola's the devil. Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. Should I wish to share my bed with Zoe Deschanel, or should I see her as a plant by the man? Mark Chambers, your opinion. I have a very complex opinion on Zoe Deschanel, as you can imagine. Would you say you have a nuanced opinion? I have a very nuanced opinion on Zoe Deschanel. Uh, On the one hand, I love 500 Days of Summer. Yes. Now, if you put me in front of 500 Days of Summer, and I don't know who any of those people are, Yes, and you say uh, after the movie has concluded, you you know you bring the lights up and you say, now Mark Chambers, uh, who is the one person in this world that you uh, would like to plunge deeply inside of? Yes, I would say Zoe Deschanel. Yes, or whoever that chick was that played Summer. Yes, but knowing the facts, knowing that she's been on every billboard in Los Angeles, real talk, no- what's happening. knowing that. She has been clearly manufactured in some laboratory to appeal to exactly my uh, my likes. And this started years ago. Oh yeah, they found her, they picked her up, they put her in Elf, and then they dyed her hair and gave her bangs. Yeah. yeah. So they they're it's like it's like the the hipster Mickey Mouse club or the hipster Mouseketeers, <laughs> whatever. Like they're breeding them from day one. Britney uh, Spears. Yes. I I have to say, um, as much as it pains me, and as much as it uh, it. You know, it causes a great turmoil down below my belt. Yes. I must distance and recommend everyone distance uh, from, from Zoe Deschanel. Buck Perez. I'm pretty hard up, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing it with her. Okay. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> it's, it's just that simple. It's Nuance just a, is not... Nah, just, uh, real talk. Just real talk. That's some pussy right there, so whatever. <laughs> wow. Real talk. Real talk. Well, can't judge. I can't like judge. real talk. All right. I love real talk. <sighs> How how would you rate your first night as a stand up? Uh, an eight point five. I think I did uh, really good. I think I did amazing. You know, as a first night. Nice. I would say, uh, yeah. I, I you know I don't know if the audience was ready to you know it was sophisticated enough for my grounds that I was trying to touch on humor wise. Can I just say I'm sorry for not going. I I make it a rule not to go to any of the stand up shows that the co hosts uh, invite me to. <laughs> you they, have you, have you, you haven't been to Kira's shows? Nope. Like I've gone to Kira's shows. Exactly. Uh, Casey Gullickson's. No, that's no. that's fair. It's a you know if you have a precedent, that's yeah, fair. Exactly. I understand that. All right, I have, let's, I have rules. 
Let's 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 break down the game film. Thank you, Elliot, for bringing in some tape. So uh, let's let's play uh, let's play the first couple jokes that Elliot has uh, brought in. What's the deal with the Vietnam War? I mean, really? I mean, I wasn't there. But my uncle said it should have been renamed Charlie and the Napalm Factory. <laughs> VC, VC, my head on fire. We love you long time. Speaking with my uncle, uh, what's the deal with alcoholism? I mean, is it really a problem? Like, why, why in the world are you doing Vietnam material? It seems like... I, I thought it was kind of topical. Yeah. Not really. Well, you know, it's you know, war is a very big issue. We're still involved in a couple of wars. Wars are happening in uh, foreign countries all the time. It's a good jumping and, off point. Uh, yeah. I would say that uh, wars are, you know, like precedent. You know, they're taking precedent in our lives, and I'd like to bring that up. But the joke where you said "VC your hut burning down," <laughs> like I don't, I don't understand why that's funny. Like, See, I'm sorry, I missed it. This sounds hilarious. Like the flamethrower shit with, uh, you know, the, the the Americans with the big like flamethrower burning down a Vietnamese family's hut, and like the the Vietnamese women running out with the burning baby in their arms. Like, why are you even bringing that to the Long Beach Chuckle Hut? It, the joke isn't that. There's people dying. It's uh, a play on the word VC instead of Misi, you know. But don't you feel like some kind of responsibility as an artist to not make light of that? Like, I I've, you know, I'm 28. I don't really know what happened in Vietnam. I you know, this is, this I, is, yeah, I saw an Oliver Stone film about it. You know, like what? A, this is joke right. number one too. Let's go. All right, move, on. moving down. So we have a Kim Kardashian joke. Kim Kardashian. Wow. Uh, hey, she just got divorced. Man, that basketball player guy wants your back. But no, man, he's the lucky one. She's Persian. Kardashian, how about Carl Big Assian? Speaking of crystal meth, I won't say the hooker named Crystal Meth. All right, well, I guess she did get divorced recently. I don't know why you needed to wade in on this, and and basically you're you're dissing the Persian people in this. I uh, I don't I don't like I don't get it. Like why you're mad at Persian people, or was I'm not, it? I'm not mad at Persian people. I wouldn't say I'm like, mad at Persian people. You know, it's a it's a joke. Everyone's just having a laugh. Sounded like some people got it. You know, I heard a few chuckles. Mm, all right, let's move down to the next one. Hey, what do you call uh, an Irishman who's not drunk? Dead. Uh, so, uh, have you heard about this uh, new fad going around about uh, pleasuring yourself with cheese? It's called menstruating. Which I always thought was weird. Because I thought it was pleasuring yourself to uh, old 60s sitcoms about uh, monsters. You know, my favorite part of uh, Country Fried Chicken is the cunt. Oh, uh, yeah, I suck your mama's dick. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, hey, you know what the, the thing about the Germans is? Uh, they're all Nazis, but those Austrians, it's a clean, industrious race. I don't, know, I don't know if I can get behind this, Elliot. I, I like the jokes you write for this show and, and the stuff you have. Like, the Spocktoberfest, very funny, but... Um, He's like the Andrew Austrians. Dice Clay of our time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Austrian. Like, who the fuck gets an Austrian joke, man? Exactly. Like, besides, like, maybe you could throw in Schwarzenegger in there at some point of reference. It's, it's very European. 
It's very European. I, you know, like I said, I think I just think I had the wrong audience. You know, I, I think what? maybe if I went to, uh, like, you know, did like a tour, like the Chuckle Hut in Luxembourg, is maybe like, where maybe you like find a, a joke maybe with maybe it? like an EU tour. You know, there's bands that are big in Europe that aren't big here. Yeah, Munsterbaiting. Okay, that's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, well, what's what's not funny about having sex with cheese? Cheese, 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 cheese. Don't panic. I'm allowed to shit myself. What's your obsession with smelling it? Put me down. Put me down. Hey, this is Todd. Uh, before we start today's show, I had a weird experience on Facebook. Wrote a song about it. I opened up my laptop, logged onto Facebook. Saw some guy I knew from high school posted, so I had to take a look. Was a story about some politics? I believe the national debt blamed our troubles on all the money that the Democrats had spent. Then some other dude left a comment, but his statistics weren't the same. He said it was. The GOP, Bush and Reagan were to blame Then some guy got all irate Ran in about Iraq And how he had to blame the Jews For the 9-11 attacks Then the original poster replied Yelling about Al Gore And how his grandma got chlamydia From banging Gerald Ford and the second poster's girlfriend I believe her name is Erica Said Obama played an African extra And coming to America And some dude I sat down next to in science class Believe it was the seventh grade Told poster number three Stop drinking all that liberal Kool-Aid Because Kennedy was gay Love with Fidel Castro Clinton's dog wasn't really Really named Buddy He was a robot dog named Astro Condoleezza a Korean J. Edgar Hoover could sashay Lady Bird Johnson and Adlai Stevenson Took a role in the hay And the post they just kept coming So I had to shut my eyes Cause only the dumbest people argue about politics On social networking sites <laughs> Elliot's fanning himself from eating I, the I, I just took another hit, You just yeah. took another hit, yeah, while you were gone Like, we were saying how bad it was and then I, didn't I thought st- I had a little more beer left, but I didn't I didn't want to stop him or anything But yeah, he went right over to it and had some more so, oh my God, I'm, oh God, I'm, I might have to stop the show in the minute with the camera. <laughs> the sauce is called I'm Sorry Sauce for a reason, because it is that fucking hot, yes. Oh my God. So, this guy, um, his wife married him, and then she, <laughs> oh no. I'm going to have to stop the show real quick. Cause it's Take going that quick? Holy shit. <laughs> And now it's time for a far-out bathroom break. Give me a break, I sure deserve it. It's time I made it to the top. Give me a break, I'm looking forward. Get behind me, pull out every star. 
All right. Sorry, everybody. I I, I had to go to the bathroom after Buck felt, fed me the ghost chili. I had to run off to the toilet yes. uh, during the middle of our recording session here. So I apologize for that. Um, real talk on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's some real talk. That's some real talk. <laughs> So we have a special Christmas song for everybody that was written just by me and Buck. Oh, let's play this. Let's do it. One, two, three, one, two, three, one. Oh, oh shit, it's Christmas. Buy a gift for my wife. Oh, shit, it's Christmas. I hope you better cards not to cry. Put some beer on layaway. Oh shit, it's Christmas. I'll sell my body if I can't pay. Oh shit. Oh, oh wait, Buck. Let's clean this one up a little bit for the kids. Some kid, a little more PG. All right. Good. Oh shit, it's Christmas. I got mace at Best Buy Oh shh, it's Christmas Can smoke a tinsel, get you high Oh shh, it's Christmas I stepped in reindeer food Oh shh, it's Christmas I found some in my stocking too Oh shit, it's Christmas. And now it's time for a generic wacky news story that all podcasts use. To kill time. Just fuck it. And now moving on, Kira, you got something for us to talk about. Um, I have from the Daily Mail in the UK. A Russian man who tried to rob a hair salon ended up as the victim when the female shop owner overpowered him, mm. tied him up naked, and then used him as a sex slave for three oh, days. Nice. Oh, so this is a Russian robber. This has happened to someone else? Wow. Yeah. Oh, this <laughs> happened to you, Buck. Um, Victor Jasinski, 32, admitted to police that he had gone to the salon in Meshkovsk. Russia, with the intention of robbing it. But the tables were turned dramatically when he found himself overcome by owner Olga Zajak, my grandma's name, by the way, Olga, 28, who happened to be a black belt in karate. Oh, shit. She allegedly floored the would-be robber with a single kick. Then, in a scene reminiscent of Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, police say... (laughs) Who wrote this article? Police say Zajak dragged the semi-conscious Jasinski to a back room of the salon and tied him up with a hairdryer cable. Oh, She allegedly, it gets worse. She allegedly stripped him naked and for the next three days used him as a sex slave to, quote, teach him a lesson. This is in the hair salon? Force, no. That's in the back room. Force feeding him Viagra to keep keep the lesson going. Awesome. This would-be robber was eventually released with Zajak saying he had learned his lesson. Jasinski went straight to the police and told them of his back room ordeal, saying that he had been held hostage, handcuffed naked to a radiator, and fed nothing but Viagra. Ooh. Wait, why do you go to the... I was forced to be stuck in the... Uh, I was forced the Viagra peel, and I'm making big boner for days, and it's a... Uh, is your question, why is he going to the police? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's What's the crime? What's here? so bad about what's that? What's the crime? Is what I'm saying. Every because once in a while. he's pouting. He had a bad time. Maybe she was bad at sex. <laughs> but he was trying Three to days. rob. So, you know, Kimian Kaye. It kind of evens out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm figuring. Well, hold on. I'm not done. Wait, one wait. more little bit. Oh yeah. Oh. Just just so we know add, the end of the story. Both have now been arrested. Yeah. When police arrived to question Zadok, she said, "What a bastard." Yes, we even had sex a couple of times, but I bought him new jeans, gave him food, and I even gave him 1,000 rubles when What he you left. want? Yeah, what you want? She probably bought him new jeans because he probably ripped through them with all the Viagra he was taking. <laughs> this is a crazy story, but I bought him new jeans. I love that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking that... You gave the, him money? Yeah. I'm Where thinking, is the sense of that? Go ahead. He was trying to rob her and she gave him money. Yeah, this makes no sense. Well, it seems like the Russians don't have a word for touche. Because I think at a certain point, you're just like, they, they give you the Viagra, you fuck for three days, you try to rob her, and you're like, touche, very nice. Now I'm out. Very nice, now I'm out. Very nice. And, and then you just bail on her, right? Like, you don't go to the cops after that. Like, what a pussy. Like, that's not a real criminal. I see the jeans and money as payoff, you know? She was like, yeah, you did that to me. I did that to you. Yeah, there's some money. You know, I, yeah. would, I would take it as such. I would feel vindicated. You know, I'd be like, oh, okay, at least I got some money out of it too. You know? <laughs> that's why you someone came. Someone, someone raped me for three days and then I got money out of it. That's a, <laughs> that's a good weekend for me. I do think that's an interesting... And that's probably the, the soundbite Todd's going to use at the beginning of the show. <laughs> right. Me getting raped for three days. Yeah, right, probably. Yeah. And then I'll repeat it five times and put it backwards once. Please do. I, you know, I think that's um, probably a real violation of the old honor amongst thieves. Mm. You know, mm. like some, I think sometimes even if you're robbing somebody, somebody's going to be a victim, they throw it back at you, you have a look and you go, now we're good. I, yeah. I now respect you. I was yeah. going to violate you, but now we're cool. Yeah. And it also gives a new twist uh, to male, to, they always say a woman can't rape a man. But Viagra has really made it possible for a man <laughs> to be raped. I guess, yeah. I mean, and not taken from behind by another man, but raped by a woman. That's, hmm. we, know, we know where you're going. <laughs> I'm thinking Kira. Next time you got a, you got a hot man, and maybe rape he's not. Him? Rape him? Well, maybe us. he's not into putting out. Just put a little blue pill in there. Oh, good. We get our own roofies now. <laughs> The difference between a man and a woman. Right. What's the deal? <laughs> What's the deal? I, you know, you could possibly have a, a case of priapism. I imagine if you take too much, where you, where you have a, an erection lasting four hours or longer. Wow. What's priapism? I, he knew what it was called, but yeah, it's it says in those ads, you know, call the hospital if you have an <laughs> erection for more than I think what three or four hours. Yeah, that's Which when it is, goes bad. That's, what that's, happens? That's crazy. Well, it's just it's a lot of blood flowing down there for a long time. Yeah, you know? but, but what? I mean, then what happens? It starts to hurt. I would think, yeah. Okay, so just like pain. It just be, isn't there, you know, some possible, like, it could explode or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm I mean, of. I don't know the technical like, term. Like, like, the whole thing could just blow up. Like, my dick blew up. It's kind of boner <laughs> explosion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I think that if you have, because, like, sometimes, I, I haven't had this problem in the last 10 years, but... Uh, you know, when you're like 15 and you're a guy, you, I mean, you could ostensibly have a boner that goes for like six hours. I mean, and, and you're like, oh my God, it's it's starting to hurt. Like, mm. uh, just, you know what I'm saying? Buck, yeah? Huh? yeah? The six hour mark is a probably the highlight for me, but I know what you're talking, yes. I mean, there's times when you're like, oh my God, just make it stop, you know, and yeah. it starts to feel distressed. It feels like... Uh, well, no, usually I know what to do at those times, but all right, Todd. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. You're just letting it sit. It's 10 pounds of boner in a one pound bag. You got to just shake oh the hands God, sometimes. What's happening? Right? 
you know, Kira seems really nonplussed with the boner talk. <laughs> I just don't know what to do with it. This is like Judy the Bloom boner? right here. We're teaching I, see, you this something. Is what, before I said I have a lot of female <laughs> friends. I'm not around guys who sit around and talk about boners a lot. This I is, just don't know how to contribute. This is show three. Come on. Where's, this is what happens on show three. Sometimes it gets a little... I know. Dark. A little cocky. Confusing. <laughs> cocky. We get a little hard up for content. Okay, you guys are being pricks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Woo, I blew that bathroom up. Sorry, guys. What the hell's going on in here? How's a little green man getting here? I'm Buck Perez from the United States of America. Good thing I got this shovel over here. Prepare to eat shovel. Put that down, Earthling, or be blasted into a million atomic particles. Die, you Martian scum. <laughs> what the hell happened to you two? Todd, snap out of it. Oh, oh, thanks, man. So this alien dude showed up and hit us with a stun gun. Oscar, snap out of it, man. <laughs> we were phased. I go to the bathroom for ten minutes, and this is what happens? Oh, shit, you just hit him again. Hit him with a shuttle. Hit, hit him one more time. All right, sorry. I'm not, I'm not checking in at work, but if I'm by the Museum of Jurassic, Jurassic Technology, Techno- I'll check in at that. You got to let that be known. Please <laughs> please Google it, because it's fucking awesome. Is it, I've, yeah. I have no idea what it is. I think John Salwin would be into that, because he'd be into what's ever being served at the snack bar, yeah. <laughs> given his diet. You know that, uh, oh, the paleo diet. Yeah. You know that John Salwin is legendary for your wedding, right, Todd? What happened at my wedding? He ate way too much cheese. <laughs> wow. Well, we, well that, that, that cheese platter was not was cheap. She, well, it, I mean, but it mostly went to John. I hope you know that. Oh, so John took... Like, we had a really good meal. Like, I planned southern... It was I had southern food. I had like a... Oh, you're, 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 the food at your wedding was fantastic. Southern I, mac and cheese and shit like that? Was yeah. Good. I refer specifically... Like, I, had, I, had the, I hate weddings, and I had the best time. Oh, good. I felt that I had to bail early. I can't even remember why, but um, I but we got there pretty early, and then it was me, my girlfriend, and John Salowin, and you know, like whoever he was secretly communicating with that we couldn't see. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> he, you know, we got a table uh, in the little bar area at that place, and then we we all had little plates with snacks on it. You know, Lauren and I both had cheese, and then John had some cheese, and then John decided he wanted more cheese. So he thought he would, get, bad, yeah. he would get cheese for the table. And he came back with like not only the most like squares of cheese that you could have possibly taken, but also uh with one of like the big like actual wedges that they were not carving it from, but it was there to look like they'd carved it from. Well that that's you, you don't take that. That's the mother cheese, yeah. But John <laughs> you don't take that. But John took the mother cheese. Oh, that's Jesus. fucked up. And yeah. he put it down on the table. That cost me like fifty bucks. That's he, wedding cheese. That's way more expensive than if you just bought that cheese at your local like sprouts or Trader Joe's. Right, that right. shit's seven bucks at Trader Joe's. When it's a wedding cheese, that 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 shit that was that was like two hours of my normal working day. John put down the John put down the wedding cheese. And and my girlfriend looks at it and goes no 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 and covers it like with her hands. And oh God no! Looking around all paranoid like someone saw John bring this. If my wife saw that, <laughs> I was like, John, what are you doing? And Lauren and I are looking at each other frantically. And we look at John and John goes, I like cheese. <laughs> 
I think I would have wrote that in my diary if it said Ice Cube's a pimp over <laughs> over Torrance. I was like, wow, Ice Cube. Holy shit. I would have looked up at the sky, saw the blimp, and thought, no shit. I thought everybody knew that Ice Cube's a pimp. <laughs> so that was, you know, Ice Cube had a good day. Probably not so much. Uh, Lake Wood in the house. January 20th, 1992. Is it a good day for me? Was it a good day for you? Turn me up in my headphones, y'all. Let's do this. Just waking up in the morning, mama yells, Todd. I'm cooking breakfast, but today we're straight out of hog. I got nothing to eat but a brown banana. Put on my tidy whities and my crit bandana. Turn on Yo MTV raps to hear too short. All I saw was Dan Cortez playing extreme sports. I paged my friends, but nobody had no end. So it looks like I'm stuck watching my girl alone again. Got some tissue cause I cry when my collie dies. Walked outside and I jumped on my huffy bike. Got barked up by a dog, choked on some smog. Barely made it safe to the mall's bike locks. Stayed in the movie theater like all day. Saw my girl and cried so I had to stay. Threw down another five bucks to watch Hook. Julie Roberts' Tinkerbell was a fine look. Left the theater and my bike was stolen. I had to walk home, there's no way I was rolling. Even on the way back home it rained. I gotta say, today was a bad day. Yeah, that day really sucked. Motherfucking bad day. Shit. Finally got home and my mom was screaming. I couldn't hear it, so I said, yo, mom, I'm leaving. Called up Buck and I'm asking y'all, which park are y'all playing basketball? Get me on the court and I ain't too nimble. Fucked around and got called for a double dribble. Buck was dunking everywhere like Daryl Dawkins Cause my skills are more like Stephen Hawkins Even saw the lights of the Goodyear blimp And it said Todd P's a wimp I was feeling famished so I went to the 7 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven But they had no food, not even nachos I picked up the phone and I'm calling Domino's But my pizza came late, so late, so late Gotta say it was a bad day Man, that day was a bitch. Pizza was late. Got my bike jacked. Buck dunking all over my sad ass. Got dissed by a large blimp. Man, that day sucked. Shit, I don't wish that day on my worst enemy. No way. Never again. Actually, I have a tattoo. This is never forget. January 20th, 1992. Was it a good day for you? Did your mama yell at you? Shit.